cliffcentral.com We're going to cry, laugh and love. And we're going to do it together. The Life with Libang podcast. Hey, hey, hey. It's another episode of Life with Lebang. Welcome to the show. Courtesy of cliffcentral.com. My name is Lebang Khosana and we are going to hang out for the next couple of moments just to chill, get to know each other just a little bit. I hope you're feeling good. I hope you're smiling. I hope you woke up on the right side of the bed this morning. If you did not, try again. There's nothing wrong with getting back into bed and then getting out again. I don't know why they don't actually encourage that because sometimes when you just hop out of the wrong side, it's too late and I don't think that should always be the case. So it's another week, another show and today we're talking about young mula baby. Money. One of the toughest things to talk about just because like it's so tricky, right? It's it's just one of those subjects that I guess we were always taught just to keep close to the chest. I mean, doesn't matter where you are, whether it's amongst friends, whether it's family, whether even in the workplace, we don't go around telling our colleagues, hey, this is how much I earn. Oh, well, this is how much I earn. And there's a reason for that. Money is generally a tricky, tricky subject. And can you imagine more so in relationships, like in your personal relationships? It's really one of the most difficult things to talk about, especially for couples. But I believe that no matter how uncomfortable it feels, the two most important words to remember about a relationship or marriage and money is to never lie. Just don't lie. Just tell the truth. Be honest about everything. Be as transparent as possible as you possibly can be. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself in more of a mess. And look, I'm not going to sit in this chair right now and talk to you as though it's that easy. It's very hard to go from being the single person who makes their own decisions about their own money and decides how they want to spend it to suddenly having to communicate to somebody else about how your money is going to be used in this thing that you guys are building. So it's not easy. But it must be done. And you know what we do here on Life with Lebang. We spit facts. We spit the truth. Even if it's sometimes the hard truth, it's ultimately the important truth. So get ready for a conversation that might trigger you. It might trigger you. And if you're not at that phase in your life yet, let this be a preparation. If you are already in this phase of your life where you are in a relationship and you guys are, you know, Sharing monies and things Then let this just be a, a nice reminder Of what it is that you're up to So just don't lie Just like that is my opening statement With regards to money and relationships Just don't lie Why? Because the facts are the facts So there's generally a lot of things to consider When speaking about finances and the relationship You know there's the big question Which is do we split everything 50-50? Is it fair to split everything 50-50? Cuz in most cases men kind of still want to feel like, you know, that that they wear the pants and that you know, they run the show. So, how would that work if we're splitting everything 50-50? And of course this doesn't refer to every single situation but in most cases men do still feel like they want to have the last word because that's just the way their egos are set up but you may have your own methods 
of managing your finances and your relationship. And if that works for you, then good for you. What happens when a woman earns more than her man? Or if one party earns more than the other party? Which is most likely going to happen because the chances of you guys earning the exact same amount are just like, that's highly unlikely. So really, it depends on how you and your partner communicate, how things work out for you. And I guess just figuring things out together in your specific situation. So, you know, there's people out there who are the professionals and I always have to just bring in their opinions because they studied this, they went to school for this, so they are the pros. A financial advisor, Lisa Lindfield, once said that money is not one-dimensional, right? And this becomes even clearer when there's an income inequality in a relationship. She even explains and says that the money becomes a way to express the state of the relationship. Isn't that just so true? Like how many couples do you see online Just like doing the most On their social media pages Couples You know whether it's going on these Fantastic vacations Eating out at these great restaurants every night Completely buying each other gifts All the time spoiling each other It expresses the state of the relationship So you can almost just see where we are As a couple By just seeing how we treat each other And how we live our lifestyles As a union Existing issues and dynamics will get played out in the finances. Mm. So if Gunama problem, and uh, these problems are not being addressed, it will show in your finances. Clinical psychologist Annette Dutoy puts it in another way, and she says that money becomes a metaphor, which in itself is true. So we have a financial advisor who says that money is an expression of the state of the relationship. And we have a clinical psychologist who says that money becomes a metaphor. So we simply cannot deny how important money is in a relationship. And more important than the importance of money is speaking about the money. Before you decide to say I do, before you move into the house with that, you have to know quite clearly where you stand as an individual regarding your finances and that will have a direct effect on you know the collaborative finances of you and your partner honesty about money is essential for trust i've said this and i'm gonna keep saying it again couples can manage their money with separate accounts with a joint account or maybe a combination of the two so i will be honest with you couple of weeks ago i did go to one of the the banks the one of the green bank the dark green bank because i just figured i need to find a bank where i can open a joint account with my partner because we're at that stage in our relationship now where we ready we've been living together for a while now it's been a couple of years you know we've got a couple of kids now what's the next step the next step is okay we've set some goals and how we're going to get to those goals is to open a joint account and I grew up watching my parents have a joint account And it kind of made It made it, it looked like it made life easier Although I was still young I just saw my parents manage their finances In a way that Anything that pertained to the household And anything that affected the, the both of them Would always come from this one account Yet they still had their own separate You know, 
money to do whatever they needed to on the side for their personal needs. So I always grew up thinking, whenever I get married or whenever I find a life partner, I'm going to get a joint account. So it wasn't a difficult conversation to have with my partner. And he was like, dude, I'm totally for it. Let's go. So I went to the dark green bank. And, you know, hey, guys, can I open an account? They're like, yeah, no, we don't really do joint accounts anymore. Um... You can just open a normal account and then give your partner access. I was like, a joint account's getting out of fashion. I'm like, you know, let me try the other bank. I went to the light blue bank. Go, 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 go. Hey, guys, I'd like to open a joint account. They were like, yeah, um, you know, it's not that we don't want to open it. It's just that, like, you know, we have different methods. I just heard, like, blah, 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 basically. I was like, you know what? Clearly... I'm just going to have to go to any bank that I can find that will offer me one. So the point is, it just seems as though getting a joint account in the traditional way is just harder to do than it was before. So long story short, I now need to go and open up my own personal bank account and then just give my partner access. And that in itself will behave as the joint account. So I hope hope everything goes well but anyway we'll see that's just the steps that i as libang am taking in um in getting this account open so there's joint accounts you can still have your own separate accounts which is most likely the first method because that's what we're used to or you can get like a combination of two right of the two Separate accounts help to avoid arguments, but they do take more planning and you could lose out on the best way to manage your family money. So with separate accounts, ultimately, it's still this is my money and that's my partner's money. And then you sort of just come together at the end of the day and just like punch some numbers and decide who's going to give in what percentage. But the planning that that takes is not just pop and place. You have to really put time aside and say, okay, cool. What are our joint expenses? What is our joint income? And, you know, then you figure it out. But that also tests your, your transparency because at that point you have to be real from the jump. You have to be so honest. And that's why I'm encouraging you to be honest because you shouldn't be in a relationship with someone you can't be honest with in the first place. Aight? A joint account makes budgeting simplest. Like I just said But It can lead to more conflicts If a partner's spending habits Is different to yours Now this is a biggie This is a biggie And I guess it kind of all, all boils down to Know the person that you're dating And know Who you're getting into bed with Because People have different habits People have different spending habits People have Different ways of doing things Right And If your partner is doing things in a way that you don't do things It may cause some conflict And worse Is if it's a surprise So let's say You've been dating your partner for a couple of years Things are good, things are nice, things are fine And the spending habits are quite clear And you are cool with them And then suddenly You guys get married Or the relationship gets a little bit more serious Now you know Things are starting to reveal themselves That oh no there's this habit And there's actually that habit Things that were previously hidden from you Are now Right there in your face Quite exposed So you need to know Who you're getting into bed with And you need to know exactly their spending habits You need to know About things like debt 
If you get into a relationship with a person who has half a million rands worth of debt and you only find out once you're married to them, that puts a huge spanner in the work. So all these things are important. These conversations need to happen. Combining a joint account with a private checking account for each spouse lets you track expenses and creates fewer money conflicts. I think that's the vibe. That's just the energy. That's where we should be at. Let's just, you know, be able just to trust each other, but also just to track each other's expenses. Not in a way of like, I'm hovering over your spending habits and I'm making sure. You, no, just in a way that like, look, I'm, you must hold yourself accountable for this account in the same way that I'm doing that. So let's respect each other and let's keep the goal in mind. Right. So. Again, it's a tough one. It's not easy. It's not easy to just open up and say, Hey, I've got so much debt, but still I want to, you know, go forward with you. So let's, let's do this. I think it's of value to try and get your own personal finances in check first before you even start having this conversation with your partner. And that's just simply because it's a difficult conversation to have. It's hard. It's, it's not easy, but it's so important and it'll save you in the long run. So some of the things that I do now with my partner, which are very, are fairly new and it's not things that we did from the beginning, from the beginning of our relationship. Everybody was like every man for himself. Hey, you earn what you earn. I earn what I earn. But now that we are in this next phase of our relationship, it's more serious. So we have to sit once a month, like a week before payday. And we have an Excel spreadsheet with all of our expenses. How much is the bond? How much is the car? How much is the, the uh, school fees? So all of our expenses, the Wi-Fi, groceries, petrol, life insurance, medical aid, everything is on a list. It's a budget, basically. It's just a household budget. How much are we paying the nanny? Everything is there. And really, it's not going to change. Monthly, it's pretty much the same. So there's like a standard amount that every month we know we're parting ways with. That we have to make sure that between the two of us, it's there. And it is sharp. Whatever happens after that, whatever you do with your, your, your leftover money, the world is your oyster. Do what you need to do because you are still an individual at the end of the day. So do your individual things. Have fun. Just as long as it does not affect the household. So it's a thing that we started at the end of last year. And so far, so good. It's keeping us in, on track. It's keeping us in check. And as I said, because that that uh, budget, that monthly budget won't change drastically, we know that this is actually what we're left with disposable income wise. So what you earn as your full salary is not what you can use and have fun with. <laughs> well, if you're an adult, you know, there's things that you need to take care of. And then there's babies and children need this. They need clothes. They need nappies. They need yeah, where, where. it just doesn't end. But what helps is that communication Communicating and letting one another know in time Is the, the best part of it all So keeping separate accounts may be comfortable And it could be a comfortable starting point for many couples You know, especially when you know you are accustomed to managing your own finances And you maybe haven't yet gotten to that phase where I'm at Which is like shared expenses But when couples start moving in together There'll likely be some sort of income difference And not to mention the debts Like I spoke about earlier That may be brought into the relationship You know, I haven't even brought up The whole prenup aspect of it 
the whole, you know, married in community. Like that is a conversation for another day, but we won't ignore it because it's key. At some stage, these are the things that we're going to have to speak about because, you know, these are important things. But for now, you know, let's just keep it basic. Let's just take this one thing at one step at a time. I don't want to scare you. So just keep those things in mind. Keep them top of mind, I would say, especially if you're in a relationship with someone that you love and you care about a lot. Think about the future of your finances. Think about how you plan to manage your finances as a couple, as an individual, when you get into this relationship, when you move into the same home, when you suddenly have these joint um, expenses, you know. And I'm going to leave you with one final thought. Which goes back to how I opened So when I opened I said There's the concept of splitting everything 50-50 Right, which on paper Sort of sounds like the right thing to do It sounds fair, it sounds equal Nobody will feel less, nobody will feel more We are all the same And that's what we're basically saying But guys, relationships are hard work It really takes an effort to make them work. And I am of the notion that this 50-50 thing is a lie. It's harder because it's unrealistic. It's unreasonable to expect that 100% of the time you'll be willing and able to do half of everything in your relationship. I mean, think about it. And then expect your partner to do exactly the same. All the time, half, half. So, for example, let's say the rule in the household is that I'm the wife, I'll be cooking in the kitchen, and then you as my husband, every single day, once I've cooked away, now you clean up. That's just the rule. You know, that's just an example. Cool. It sounds fair. You know, should be easy enough to keep up with. But is that healthy? Because all we're saying is that, well, if I cook, you clean. What happens on a night where I'm actually extremely exhausted And I just can't cook today And it's not that I don't want to eat I want to eat But I can't stand up and go cook Because I'm just like my energy levels are on the floor But you've got so much energy as my partner But because of this rule You're not going to cook You'll just sit and say Well babe you're going to have to cook Because I'm waiting for you so I can clean I don't think that's Logical or realistic I think a healthy Relationship shouldn't be a one way street Either but when two people Care about each other they're not burdened By being aware of carrying You know this equal weight We're not sitting here Taking tabs and saying well You cooked four nights So I must clean four nights Last week you did two so I'm gonna Do two it just seems a bit Too robotic and Less From a place of love If that is the case I think a healthy relationship Is one where couples understand that Things aren't always going to be perfectly balanced And that's okay But in a true partnership You work together as a team So we just pick up the slack for one another You know that things aren't always going to fall into place But I've got your back And you've got my back So I'm not saying You know Yeah, let one person do all the work all the time You know, and just let your husband do all the cooking and the cleaning While you just like laze around That's not what I'm saying What I'm saying is Let's find a way to not have to 
have a register of who does what, but because we love each other so much, we'll always have each other's backs. If I can see that I today you're struggling, let me put in my part. So it's more of a 60-60 rule. It doesn't necessarily mean the contributions are perfectly equal. It just means that each person is putting his or her part in plus the extra 10%. That's what a healthy relationship is. It's a support system. It's a true symbiotic system. It's not, you know, it's not I'm doing more than the other. It's a two-way street. Hence, 60-60. So let's try that. Both partners should just be able to establish themselves as supportive figures in one, one another's lives. And really, you're not asking a lot. That really should be the bare minimum or the standard of what a relationship should be. So I encourage you to apply that in your romantic sense. I encourage you to apply that in your communication. And I encourage you to apply it in your finances. Be there for one another from a place of love, not from a place of but I and but you. It needs to be, yo, I love you. And that's enough for me. I love you. And I know you love me too. Because you're always supporting me. So, in an attempt to encourage you to strive for a healthier relationship, have a conversation about money. I dare you. Right now. Pick up your phone. Call your partner. And just casually have a conversation about finances. And just see where they're at. So you can figure out where you're at. Because that is going to be the thing That guides you It guides you And it will sort of give you a sense of direction For tomorrow So that you're not surprised And you're not met with things you had no idea about There's nothing worse than just being caught off guard Thinking, yeah, no, I know this person I know them so well They'd never do this Blah, blah, blah Chiggy, chiggy, heavy, heavy When you guys are there doing your thing As soon as you say, I do The tax man comes knocking Why? Because your partner hasn't been transparent Or perhaps you haven't been transparent with your partner So, yeah Those are my thoughts I hope you've heard them I hope they mean something to you And I hope that after this You will apply this in your life Because this is life, right? And this is Life with LeBang. Cliffcentral.com